0: I've always realized that I don't necessarily have a specialty in a thing. I'm more of a conductor, right? I think I'm the person who brings the band all together. So it's one band, one sound.
1: Hey, you. You're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy Award winning digital media artist channeling the powers of introspection you're in the right place, if you're mindful about the world you create, and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Not Yet podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. It's me, Paige, and I'm joined today by a beautiful person who I haven't seen in person in over four years, Jenna Dominique. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Paige. (laughs) Uh, Jenna is the co-founder of Made in Color, a fully remote national team of creatives of color who have reached over 2 million people through momentous social media campaigns and in-person activations. At 29, she is an accomplished anthropologist who has traveled the world, successfully launched three companies, Street Salad, It's a Look, and Made in Color. And received notable recognition on the Forbes 30 Under 30 2023 marketing and advertising list. She is an empath, a futurist, and a clear and intentional communicator. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's you.
0: you. Yeah, that is I. I'm Jenna. Jenna Dominique. (laughs) Daughter of Jenna Domingue and Jerome Pruitt, a sister, an aunt, a godmother, a friend, a DJ, a business owner, a boss, a world traveler, storyteller, model, so many labels, but at the root of it all, I'm just just a soul taking up space on this planet, trying to make it better. Through my movements, trying to expire, inspire creativity, ingenuity, innovation, and care. She contains multitudes. It's giving. I'm just a vessel for God and the universe to Like <laughs> <laughs> that, That's the fact. That, that's what it's giving. It's giving. <laughs> giving. I'm, just, I'm just here. It's not even. Giving, it's, <laughs> it's
1: giving. Well, I'm glad to have you, Virginia. I'm so, so, so glad. Um, uh, it's it's been fun reconnecting with people through the internet that I have met in pre-COVID times because it's it's a delight to re- sort of reckon with people's essences. Mm. I think there's been a lot of transition. In our world, with how we see each other, how we relate to one another, how we create and build together, and to like experience somebody's energy in the before times and the AD, it's like it's like hearing it's like hearing a music note that's on key. Hmm. Hmm. I feel that. Uh, So thanks for playing your music with me. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I, you know, I think what's fascinating about getting, receiving the opportunity to be on this podcast is I think a part of me has been waiting for these opportunities. It's, it's, I've been waiting for the moment where I'm like, I've been the moderator. I've been the podcast host. I've asked people for their story and I've been readying for the moment where I can share mine. Um, so, you know, especially in community with folks that I know who are familiar, um, it, it seems so kind of divinely timed and aligned to be invited to your show. So, Thank you again for having me. And I'm excited to share with you and with your audience and to walk away more enlightened and more uplifted from this conversation that we have.
1: With that in mind, tell me more about what you want to share. Sure. What I
0: want to share... I say I'd, I'd start with an affirmation that I have been practicing this year. Uh, the affirmation is simple. It's if it's possible for others, it's possible for me. Um, I had a very deep practice of listening to an um, affirmation podcast. Um, it's called Morning Goddess Affirmations. And she used to drop so many so many affirmations, but my favorite was the luxury podcast, luxury affirmations. I was listening to it right around my birthday in March. I'm a Pisces. I'm sensitive about my shit. Anyways, luxury podcast, luxury affirmation podcast. There was just that one affirmation that was, if it's possible for others, it's possible for me. And I think that when I reflect on this year in particular, um, I realize that's the energy I've been putting into everything that I bring forward. And the message I want to share with people um, is that anything that has been possible for me is also possible for you too. Uh I think that my life has been one that has not been a straightforward journey to success. Um, it's been my own. And it has had so many turns and ups and downs. I've been so many people in the past 29 years of my life. Um, and as I reached my 30th birthday milestone, um, not only am I reflective and in awe of how far I've come, um, I'm also so delighted at the idea that I can plan, I can set goals, I can dream, um, but at the most important root of it is that I'm just a vessel for God to flow through me and that anything is possible for me in the same way it's possible for anyone else. Uh, Anything that I have, including being honored on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list, um, was because I set a dream and because I did the work to co-create with the creator. Uh, It's not because I'm any better than anyone else. It's only because I decided to go for what I wanted, which is in my lane, which doesn't take from anyone else. Only mine, me. So I'm excited to just share more about how to get there. That can look like getting the bag, living out loud. Um, But it's possible for you because it's possible for me.
1: You know, I love that you're setting a foundation for this conversation around like claiming what's yours and divine co-creation. Uh, I don't know if you can see behind me, uh, there's a whiteboard here and, um, I have been breaking down what is not yet, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, um, trying to whittle away at anything that's not true. Uh, I began this community healing project in 2018. And it started because I wanted to gather. I wanted to gather with people who were exploring their creativity as a spiritual practice, who were exploring their creativity as a connective tissue to the communities and the ideas uh, and the people that they loved. And I had no clue what it was gonna look like, but I knew how it was gonna feel. And as you're talking about bringing dreams to life, um as you're talking about channeling and funneling and focusing and releasing and allowing all at once, uh I'm curious if there's anything about this project that resonated deeply for you as a spectator or a receiver.
0: I think the concept of not yet in and of itself resonates with me. Um, just the, the two words, not yet. Um because they can take on so many meanings and interpretations. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when we don't get things, there's a sense of defeat, um, or maybe that is not not supposed to be for us and it could just be not yet, right? So I think I can reflect on parts of my life and think about that. Um, I also think about just in general, you know, the process of waiting right like waiting yearning setting a goal setting a dream trying to work towards it and it's like we're not there yet right <laughs> like, there yet, right and, uh, the friction that can exist in that process when you are working towards something and you realize you're close but no cigar um so i think that's one aspect of it that really resonates with me i think secondly um I think the idea of learning through the relationships with people around us, uh, I think that that's something that I realize is very deeply embedded in my life practice.
1: So the relationships that are closest to you are definitely igniting and encouraging your own self-exploration. That's what it sounds
0: like to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I think, you know, over the past couple of years, my relationships have really shifted. Um, The ground they've covered has become expansive, right? Like in the beginning of the show, I listed all of these things that I am. All of those things are relationships to other people. I think at some point I was like just a daughter, right? And I was just a friend. Maybe my sister had kids. I became an aunt, Right. new responsibility. I became a godmother, became a leader. But I've had businesses and I've had a team, but I don't think I've ever managed a team of 18 to 15 people. So even growing through that relationship to like multiple people, I'm like. Yes. And then you think about love relationships, like my intimate relationships I've grown through, my relationship to my business partner. Um, I've had a lot of Capricorns around me. Capricorn and Pisces is a really good mix because it's earth and water so it's like growth you know it's like expansive growth but it's hard because I'm a dreamer and I'm in the sky or I'm in the ocean I'm expansive and you know when you think about the beach you think about just in general where the water meets the earth and how those parts can be rough sometimes it's soft white sandy beach sometimes it's like cliff sometimes it's like desert right sometimes it's mountainous right so it, it it Yes, I've been experiencing significant growth through my relationships, as I get closer to my family, as I work through things in love and in business, and as I lead things um, and cultivate things through the next gen.
1: When I reached out to you to be on this podcast, it was initially through the lens of experience, like, like cultivating experiences for others uh, whether that's like community partnerships um like I know you've you've built a lot of gatherings um you've built a lot of media experiences as well and I wanted to talk about the power of shared space but not but and um, I have this I have this feeling that your approach to cultivating experience for others is very closely related to how you cultivate your lived experience. And so um I would like to go in that direction if you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, so is it maybe sharing more about how I cultivate my lived experience thus how that expands to my community
1: yeah I would love to hear more about that
0: motivating for others I will lead with this. I think it's really fascinating that I have planned so many experiences because I'm gonna be honest. I have so much anxiety around inviting people to things like I have so much anxiety about inviting people who's gonna be there who's not there like I still deal with those stressors every day so I'm gonna lead with that like, i i think it's the god flow i think it is god flowing through me and being like jenna i'd be in the mirror like girl you really want to be on stage (laughs) let me know know. (laughs) no let me know because we're starting this whole thing if you don't want to do it it's gonna get tricky you know with that because i be coaching myself through every single experience that i plan for others Now, to the relationship with myself. Um, I think the relationship with myself that I've been cultivating this year has been around my inner child and really doing everything that brings her joy. Uh, It's the reason why my Instagram profile picture is a picture of me as a kid, because I'm just like anything you want here for you. For you, of course you know, for you today and every day. Um, And I think that uh, it's a practice of constant exploration and creativity and freedom. Um, And I suppose I can recognize, I think the other thing that it's rooted in is curiosity for me. Um, And I think as I think about the past years of experiences I've cultivated and now have turned it into a part of my profession. Um, It's like from street salad, I was leading walking tours with postcards, right? I was trying to get people to explore places and connect with local businesses and local art. Um, So there's this like desire for curiosity and how it leads to connection, right? Um, and then also how your curiosity and connection can inspire the next person, right? By you mailing them a postcard. Now they're holding on to something now that's on their fridge and who knows, they may actually end up going there. I've always been like in awe of how we can inspire the people around us. Right. Um, when it came to, it's a look and like, you know, producing a live podcast recording, right. Um, making space for myself and others to share very candidly on the show, the idea that I'm very curious and creative. Again, I'm not a builder. Like I just have ideas, right? I have curiosity. And so that translates into multiple things that lead to connection. Um, And I think I've seen that come through in Made in Color and curating those experiences. And then finally as a DJ, right? Like I DJ for audiences. I have had a curiosity and a love for music, a desire to connect with people a desire to provide healing and enjoyment. Um, and that can look like everything from DJing yoga with Walk Good LA to DJing an Afrobeats party um, and sharing the sounds that I've picked up around the world with an audience in LA or in Miami or in Oakland. Um, so I think at the root of it all, again, is, is curiosity and connection and... The desire to inspire, um, and to leave better than you came, right? Um, I think that's what I'm always trying to do in my personal growth journey.
1: Your puppy's trying to play.
0: Well, she's like, "What's she doing?" (laughs) All here. (laughs) What's up? Um, so yeah, that, that is really, I think how it's translated from me through the experiences I've created and even in this moment and reflecting on the years, years, been years of experience, creation, curating containers for people to explore, to share, to share, to connect, um, I truly think it's because I'm a vessel for these things. Like, I think me at a human level is so anxious about doing these things, right? The spirit is like, no, girl, let's get it. Come on, let's do it. Right? So That's what I would say about that.
1: You brought up this um, dichotomy or, um, I guess, a compliment uh, that I hear a lot. In, in creative practice of having ideas and being a builder that you're not a builder and that you have ideas I think that a lot of people feel that way about themselves um, and I've seen it a lot of people feel limited by that identity of having it being I quote-unquote being an ideas person um, and Not knowing how to translate that energy or not knowing what to call in in order to support that energy. And could you speak more to how you claim that being an ideas person from a place of power?
0: Yeah. I think it's a double edged sword. Um, I haven't necessarily filled out, figured out my process yet. There's magic within me and my wand, it works, but only when it wants to work. Like I build when I want to build, but when I don't want to build, I don't build. <laughs> I can't build anything. <laughs> Not like that. Not so literally, but I recognize there's this like difference in between when I want to build and when I want to be hands in and when I don't. Right. Um, something that I heard recently, um, that really inspired me was, um, it was a talk about greats of our time. It was talking about Beyonce and Kanye West, or even Tim Cook from Apple and how oftentimes people think that they have touched every part of their product, that they wrote every note, that they were a part of the design, that they did everything. And the simple fact is that that's not true. Um, they just are incredibly brilliant at communicating their vision. And I think that that's something that I've really taken to heart as an ideas person. Um, I've always realized that I don't necessarily have a specialty in a thing. I'm not a designer. I can tweak a design. I know how to say what's wrong with it, but I'm not, I'm not an Adobe whipping shit up. I'm just not right. Um, But I realize I'm more of a conductor, right? I think I'm the person who brings the band all together. So it's one band, one sound. Um, And so the skill that I'm really trying to strengthen specifically when it comes to my creativity, its connection to my professionalism, um, is how do I become better at communicating my vision to my team? I think that looks very different when it comes to DJing, because that's just me. So the team is really just the audience. And so I'm communi- I'm the one who's executing, I'm building in that frame, right? I have about three minutes, make a decision, make it pop. Um, and I have to build it. I have to build the energy. I have to find the energy. I have to find the momentum and I have to lift it up. Uh, and I think in that practice, it looks very different. Um, I've really gravitated toward, towards DJing because it feels like it's given me some roots as a creative and as an artist where I'm like, oh, I can express myself here. I can make stuff here. Like I do here. Um, and that just, again, is just a different process and a different team that I'm inspiring to move in a different way.
1: What you're talking about with your DJing as a practice that's helping you ground yourself, it kind of reminds me of um, how athletes, Uh, cross train it's like oh like i might be going to the olympics as a synchronized swimmer and also in the off season i'm jogging to like build my own like connective tissue for myself before i go out and practice this craft of movement in a different space Uh, what other spaces besides djing are helping you cultivate that grounding?
0: I think a few things. Um, right now I take some really hard, uh, it's called Trap House Yoga it's by my friend Danny at Hot 8 Yoga. And it's a freaking challenging class. Like that one hour in that room is so hard. But it is one way that I feel like I've been able to, like, challenge my mind to stay in the heat, to push myself past, like, the moment where I want to break. You know, that is one example of how I cross train. Uh, I think having my dog is another practice because it's a practice in consistency and thoughtfulness, um, in love, in reliability. Yeah. Um, I think travel is another way where I'm like, have to think on my feet. I have to be, you know, I have, living in a new city as well, not just travel. Cause I feel like even being in LA, like I'm not traveling per se, but I have to put myself out there. Right. I have to use the map. I have to follow street signs. I have to figure out my way home. I have to talk to new people, have to find new favorites, find new habits, find new go-tos. And I think that that is another way that I am cross-training my mind right now.
1: It sounds like your visions are getting bigger. Like your visions are getting bigger and the challenge is now, how do you communicate your visions with clarity to a team as they are also expanding in size and depth? Uh, What do you think are the key
0: I think one big thing that I lean on is um, I think through the tone of my voice, through my hands, through, like, I think you can feel me, right? And I think that that is a really important part of communicating a vision is that people can feel you. They can resonate with you in their body and in their mind. You can give them something to hold on to. I think that's another really important thing is giving folks something to hold on to. Um, typically, this is like a trick for me, but typically when I introduce myself to people, I tell them my name is Jenna with one N. Even if they don't remember Jenna, they're like with one N, right? <laughs> and so I think it's really important to give folks something memorable, something sticky that makes them feel attached. Um I'm realizing now it's really important to, like, on a more tactile end, um, share the goals of it, right? Like, why? What's the why behind this? Why are we doing it? How does it serve us collectively? And potentially, how does it serve you? I think that's another reason how you garner support from people and you garner um, their energy and camaraderie in the final hour, right? Um. And I think all of that comes with like setting a container. I realized that that's something I need for my visions and my ideas is I need to set a container. I need to know like, what is the big idea? Why are we doing it? What are the goals? What is the budget? What's the timeline, right? Like, and who's going to do it? Assign a name, put a name by it. Every line thing needs a name and a date. Otherwise, ain't shit going to get done. And it'll just be a vision. It'll just be a big idea. Um, so those are, I think, you know, in a in a dreamy sense and also in a very practical lens, what I think needs to be a part of communicating your vision with others. The last thing I'll say is what I'm learning now is finding that fine line Um And that space for the vision to change. Right. Because you receive feedback or there's other ideas that present themselves Um, and having to know within your intuition, like. Yeah, is it going to take me off or is it a hell yes? Like. That's the sauce I needed to take it to the next level, you know. Are
1: you familiar with Prentice Hempel's work in embodiment? Ah, amazing. Okay, so one thing, gonna put that in the show notes, and also I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> um, uh, Prentice Hempel is a somatics practitioner and a therapist. Uh, they're based out of North Carolina and a contemporary slash protege. There's a fine line between that two of Brene Brown. And uh, a lot of their healing work is grounded in what we experience and allow ourselves to experience in our bodies. And hearing your like your approach to recognizing a hell yes or a mm, this isn't isn't aligned feels like an embodied decision to me. As far as like as far as like giving some giving me something to hold on to. That feels like a very embodied practice from what I'm hearing.
0: I would say it is, but I'm still learning the embodiment of it, right? Um, I'm still very much so learning the embodiment of it. uh, But I think more and more, I settle into the idea that I can feel things in my gut like, I can feel things like my visions in my, from my third eye or from my mind are connected to my stomach. And that is the place that I make decisions from. That is the place that the visions come from, is my core. Um, so it's very much an embodiment practice. And I think that it comes out of me. You know, it's like pe- you can feel me. I think you said that, right? Like, you're radiating. I think people can feel they feel my presence. They even, and you can feel my facial expressions. You can feel my responses. Um, so it's very much an embodiment practice. Uh, one that I, I really look forward to continue to, to sharpen, um, uh, with age and time and maturity and connection to myself.
1: Well, with that in mind, uh, with your your commitment to sharpening your connection. Uh, What is one practice that is helping you discover who you are right now?
0: One, I have so many. Um, uh, One in particular is my life coach taught me is calling my energy back at the end of the day. and so she said that oftentimes people are very exhausted because they don't realize that their energy is scattered and fragmented, whether it's in your phone or the conversation you had or sending love to you, like our energy and our love and our we're all over the place. And so something I try and do is call my energy back to myself. Um call my energy back from Miami where I just was and my conversations and all the text messages and the conversation, the, 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 the circumstances I find myself in. And I think that that's really allowed me to feel more at home in my body um, and more grounded and also understand the relationships I develop with the things that I engage with on a regular basis and, um, So Yeah, that's what I would say as a big idea and like one practice that I think I encourage all my friends to do is like call your energy back to you from your phone, from that conversation that didn't go well, from that memory in the past, from the future, from the day that you're thinking it like all of it. Just bring it all back home to you.
1: You said something in there that felt like a big thing, which is building your relationships with things that you're interacting with regularly.
0: What's that? I'm just trying to understand my process. Like on one hand, on surface level, folks will say I'm not consistent and reliable. I'm more of a chameleon. I'm always shape-shifting, but there's some level of consistency and reliability to me. Like there's some level of all of these things to me. Um, and so I think, you know, as I grow in consistency or grow in relationship to things, even my day-to-day practices for myself and my dog, my business partner, my team, um, I really am kind of strengthening and sharpening my understanding of relationship to self, relationship to the world around me um and being more disciplined around the things that I want to have relationships to, how I serve them and how they serve me too.
1: Thank you so much, Jenna with one in. Can you um, shout out Uh, what you're building right now and where the Not Yet community can find you on these internet streets.
0: These internet streets, they be calling, don't they? Um, Overall, right now, I am building a couple of things. I'm building a creative agency called Made in Color. Um, It's an incredible talented group of people and a powerhouse of a company um, that is rooted in care and confidence for creatives of color um, and really um, working with the next gen of creative talent. Um, you can find us at made in Color on Instagram and MadeInColor.co mm-hmm. on the interweb. Um, I'm also very much building my personal brand, my life as a CEO. I feel like I'm the CEO of my own life. And I feel like you can experience that through my Instagram, which is at Jenna underscore Dominique. That's Jenna with one N, Dominique with two I's. Um, And also my personal website, which is jennadominique.com. And from there, you'll be linked to my SoundCloud, where you can listen to my mixes. You'll find out where my gigs are so that you can pull up on me in the real world. Um, Yeah. You can also just catch me in L.A. in real life or in Oakland or in a city near you because I am always, always on the move. Wasn't that a blast hanging out with Jenna for a little
1: bit, learning about clarity, learning about vision, learning about synchronicity? I had a blast, and I have a question for you. How has investing in yourself helped you clarify your vision for your own life? I already have some ideas churning in my brain about the answer to that question and i want to hear yours so reach out to me at not yet series on our instagram and our dms i'm happy to hear from you or if you'd rather uh, respond in the comments on whatever podcast app you're listening to please rate us because the more that you rate us the more that people get to hear about the work that we're doing here at not yet on their feeds and until next time this is paige Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olgeen, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community.